This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumucósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Living life as a gringo Where you question Where you fit And every time you mingle They say you do this With not enough that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes, hello and welcome to another episode of Life as a Gringo. I am Dramos, of course. And man, hope you all had an incredible weekend. I was here at the studio just trying to finish up some things uh, as I'm, I'm hoping to open open uh, our doors to the public in the next few weeks. So just tying up some loose ends. So I've been, been working like crazy recently, but it's all, all going to be worth it in the end. And man, I'm uh, I'm I'm. On a, a bit of a, a self-reflective, uh, in a self-reflective mood today, I should say. And I'm, I'm really kind of, I don't know, I've been really into this podcast uh, by Rob Deardet called Build With Rob. And he's all about like mind hacking and kind of like viewing, you know, uh, human beings as like sort of machines to a degree. Not in like a negative sense, like, you know, work harder, but the idea that you can continue to tweak your mind and tweak the way that you view things and optimize um, the way that your mind works and your body and, and all of it works in conjunction. And and it's just had me thinking, and I've, I've had this written down on my phone for a bit, but I, I thought it'd be good to kind of bring it to the pod because as I've mentioned in the past, I think life as a gringo is is oftentimes kind of my my diary to a degree and and me just kind of being able to put certain ideas out there because I know it might help other people. And and this is kind of one of those episodes. I think I'm just going to do a long me segment kind of riff on on this topic. But 
I've, I've created kind of this uh, thing I'm calling the success recipe. And it's a working title. I know it's a bit generic right now, but basically it is my list of, of things that I need or, or things that I need to do on a weekly basis in order to um, be in a good place mentally, right? To, to help maintain my mental health. And this is sort of based off of uh, conversations I've had with people in my personal life. I think um, things I've stood on in the past, topics we talked about in the past, like the mental health episode when we talk about kind of these trauma loops. And and also, I had recently made a switch where I had been in therapy for on and off for years. It's it's worked for me, but I'd been hitting kind of a, a wall with uh, with my therapy or, or a ceiling, I guess uh, would be a better better way to say it. But I had been hitting a, that that ceiling and talk therapy just kind of wasn't working for me anymore. I felt like I was just kind of talking in circles with my therapist and I wasn't really getting, uh, you know, proactive tips on how to on how to man, manage the things that I'm going through or how to actually make them better in, in, in a way that I can kind of implement into my everyday life. And it was suggested to me that maybe I should, you know, try having a life coach. And that's what I had switched to recently. I'm using uh, an app called coach.me where you think you pay like a weekly subscription, you get assigned a life coach and you can meet up uh, via Zoom and text and things like that. But my life coach has been, you know, really, really good of, of just kind of suggesting different things for productivity and and also how to sort of uh, alleviate some of that. Man, my brain goes crazy just thinking about all the things I could be doing that I should be doing, right? And I drive myself crazy, and uh, that leads to depression, all of the above. So, you know, kind of inspired by that whole journey, I created this list that I have that I call my success recipe. And I thought it'd be good to kind of share that on the show. And for for some people out there, it may be something they want to implement into their life. And and I think it'd be important to begin to think to yourself kind of what are the non-negotiables that you need on a daily, on a weekly basis that leave you feeling good about yourself, that leave you feeling good about life, that leave you feeling energized. You know, I, I know for me with kind of the holidays and, and just kind of getting back into the groove of everything, I've fallen off of, of the things that I know are kind of my essentials for good mental health. And, and I've been, you know, to be truthful, I've been kind of up and down when it comes to my mental health over these last couple of weeks. And I, I recognize, you know, that it's because I've kind of fallen off the wagon a bit with the routines and the things that I know are essential to kind of helping me optimize my, my mental health. So I wanted to talk about that today on the show to, you know, maybe kind of bring something new to anybody who's uh, never thought about things like this uh, or or those of you who maybe need a reminder to kind of get back on the, the horse, get back on your game as far as the things you know that are essential to you feeling good about yourself. So we'll talk about that on today's show. Uh, just a, a quick little thing. I want to say thank you so much to everybody that's been listening to my new podcast, The Street Stoic. Uh, it's been incredible to see the response so far. We, we charted um, in, I think, the top 30 of uh, music podcasts you know, in the entire world in our first week. So that's been a huge. I really appreciate all the love we've been getting on that. If you haven't checked it out yet, I really would appreciate it. The Street Stoic, you know, we're combining uh, you know, like self-help with, um, you know, inspirational hip hop quotes and and lyrics with, you know, uh, ancient Stoke philosophy and, and just trying to bring, you know, these worlds together and, and man, just, uh, you know, trying to give you that, that daily shot of inspiration. They're really quick episodes, 10 to 15 minutes. So it's something you can just easily kind of listen to while you're getting ready for work or whatever it is in the morning and get on with your day. So definitely check that out. Like it, subscribe, review, all that stuff, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts is greatly appreciated. 
Now, with that said, man, let's just get into this long mehenta segment about, man, uh, productivity hacks, uh, mind hacking, and my success recipe. Mihente. All right, so I have this list in my phone. Anybody that's not watching the video version of this, I'm reading off of my phone. And if you do want to see the video version, uh, you can go to the Michael Tura podcast YouTube. We have uh, Life is a Gringo, the video version of the pod, all up uh, season one and, and season two. But, you know, a, a lot of these things are based off of kind of this meeting I had with my life coach, as I was saying. And it's it's kind of just a few different realizations. I think sometimes you just need to talk it out with people, right? I think we oftentimes have the information, but we're we're moving so fast in life and so many things are being thrown at us that we're we're kind of just, you know, man, caught up in like the windstorm of life and we don't have the time to slow down and, and kind of, you know, realize what's happening or what we need. And also I think just sometimes having somebody to bounce ideas off of makes you feel a little bit less crazy, right? Especially somebody that you're uh kind of paying to be there. They have no choice but to really intently listen and kind of give you feedback and and people who do this for a living is always you know, helpful. So again, after talking to my life coach, I came up with these list of things that you know I kind of have to implement into my both daily and weekly life um, and, and life as a whole in order to really feel good mentally. And precursor to everything, I don't think you're going to be able to hit every single thing every week. I know that I definitely haven't been able to um, given my schedule, but you know, I know that the weeks that I'm doing at least the majority of this stuff, I definitely have felt far better mentally. And I think that mental health, you know, not to get too deep into it, because I know we've done a, a couple episodes on mental health, but I, I think, you know, those of us who struggle with depression and things like that, anxiety, it's always going to be there, right? And I think that that's something I've heard from any professional that I've, I've talked to and, um, you know, I have a really good psychologist right now who, who, who I've been talking to. And I've always viewed the idea of depression being there for the rest of my life as this very like ominous thing, as this very, you know, sad thing that I'm going to have to deal with and it makes me angry. But I, I, I think there is hope, right? There's light at the end of the tunnel and you just have to realize that it takes like proactive work, right? That this is something you're going to have to work at, you know, for the entirety of your life. And I think even people who don't necessarily suffer from clinical depression or anxiety, like, happiness is something you have to work at. I've talked about that a few times in the podcast. But you know, it, it all is active work. We don't just sit down and think, okay, I got the house that I wanted, the partner that I wanted, and the job that I wanted. Now I no longer have any sort of unhappiness. It just doesn't work that way. That's not the way we're wired. We're wired to uh, solve problems, right? So the brain is constantly looking for problems. And the brain is constantly maybe in, uh, in, in you know, I'm not a a doctor in any way but you know for me from my own experience like to me it seems like in the brain's journey to look for a problem to solve because it needs you know that that sort of uh that interaction of, of solving a problem it sometimes creates things or brings shit up from the past you know um just as a means to kind of have that friction that needs to be solved right so for for me finding ways to give myself the most clarity to sort of gamify, which is something Rob Deerdeck talks about, like gamify the idea of happiness and, and you know, coming up kind of with this almost to-do list where it's like, if I'm checking these things off of my personal to-do list, my success recipe to-do list, you know, that is me solving a problem essentially. And maybe it quiets the brain a little bit from looking for um, issues that it has to, has to solve, you know? So I'll kind of just get into 
some of the things from from my list and break down a bit of I, I think why I, I think they're important or, or why they're on the list or how I came to them. And we'll just kind of riff. I think today's episode is going to be a lot of just uh, riffing, maybe a little more than than usual. But the first thing I had written down on this list is time off and breaks are essential. And this might seem like a very obvious, like, duh type of thing. But for me, as somebody who's who's highly motivated, uh, high achieving, you know, I always viewed time off and, and, and breaks as something I'll do when I've already found success, right? And my life coach and, and other people in my life have said this, but, you know, uh, sometimes it has to be beaten into your head a few times. But you know, the, the way it clicked when my life coach said it was, you know, that these this time off and these breaks, like you have to have a, a, a different view of them, you know, in your mind. Like you have to recognize that for you, time off and breaks are actually something that leads to your success. And instead of it being sort of this burden and something that takes you away from, um, you know, your creativity or takes you away from achieving your goals, you have to view them as an essential part of achieving your goals, right? Because at the end of the day, if I'm burnt out, I'm exhausted, I'm not doing my best work, I'm not my, my most creative, right? So taking time off, taking time for myself, taking a day a week for myself, um, you know, taking a break in the middle of the day, taking a nap, whatever it is, whatever I'm feeling, um, you know, playing, I, I have arcade machines in my studio, you know, and taking a break and just go playing, you know, with one of them, you know, for a little bit, like taking that break allows me to kind of clear my head and, and be better for whatever it is that I'm trying to work on. And again, that's a new revelation for me, because I always sort of viewed needing breaks or needing time off as something, you know, that was weak, that I was above it. You know, my own personal brand was the person who was working 24 seven, essentially outworked everybody, you know, and, and while that's, you know, been beneficial in certain ways, I definitely recognize where like I was lacking because I was tired. I wasn't putting in the best work in certain areas because I was too exhausted to do so. So for me, it's, it's recognizing that and reframing time off or reframing a break, um, from being something that, you know, uh, takes me away from my goals and and looking at it now as something that actually aids me in achieving my goals has been a huge um, breakthrough for for me. You know, I've been uh, even trying to take like Fridays off now and like I, I haven't been able to do it completely just because there's so much to do. But making Fridays a really easy day and just doing essential tasks and that's it, you know, not trying to have a to do list, not doing uh, you know, a day where I wake up super early and have to get into the studio early and start tackling things like not nah, Fridays are my day to catch up on personal stuff, generally speaking. And, you know, whatever essentials I have to do, I take care of them. And, and, and that's it. Now, another thing that I, I uh, wrote down here on this list is flow state is sacred and needed daily. Now, flow state, for anybody who, who hasn't kind of thought about this or not familiar, flow state is like, when you get into that mode, and we've all do, done it, we've all gotten into it in, in different ways, and, and different things do it for, for each and every one of us. But, you know, flow state is kind of when you end up losing track of time, right? Like when you're working on something that you're interested in, uh, or, or, or whatever it is that you're focused on. And next thing you know, you're like, damn, an hour passed by, and I didn't even realize it, right? And you kind of were just in this zone. That's flow state. And what I've recognized for myself is, I need to get into this daily. And, and, you know, the time that I'm able to do it is is going to vary, but this is an essential part of of my day. I always feel better after I've done a task that got me into flow state. So for me, it's 
it's like doing something creative. I try to do an hour to, you know, hour and a half a day of, of uninterrupted creative time. Right. And, and you have to kind of sometimes ritualize, like, you know, getting into a flow. Like for me, I sit at um, a particular desk in my studio. I turn down the lights and I just have like my mood lighting. I have uh, some, some lo-fi playing in my, my headphones and I just kind of fuck around with whatever creative task I'm interested in that day. And I'll end up losing myself for that hour, whatever it is. And, and when I get out of it, you know, when that time is, is up, I feel a sense of relief. I feel like I, I tap into, um, you know, something special. It's almost like you're, it feels like, not to be dramatic, but it's like, you know, uh, it, it, it's almost like, I don't know, there's something spiritual about it. I was going to say it's like uh, being amongst God, but I feel like that's a little bit dramatic. But there is something incredibly spiritual about getting into this state of mind where you are unaware of anything else in the world and you're just hyper present on the thing that you're working on and you're getting lost in it. And there's something really beautiful about that. I know for me, again, it brings this whole sense of relief and calm when I'm, I'm done with it. And I have to make sure that, like I said, it, it, it's viewed as something that is sacred. That's why I wrote down flow state is sacred because it has to be uninterrupted. You know, my phone is on uh, do not disturb. I'm in a quiet place. People around me know do not bother me for this hour, hour and a half. Um, I just need to be uninterrupted and working on this thing. And it's definitely something I haven't been able to implement on a daily basis like I want to, but I know that it is essential. I'm trying to do it. Um, and it's definitely something that aids me in my, my mental health. Now, the next thing I wrote down was community is essential. And this is, you know, I think something I've, I've always inherently known, haven't been great at, though. I think if you look at, you know, what are the classic sort of things that have lasted the test of time and things like religion, you know, church and, and, and things like that. And, and these are community based um, ideals or organizations, right? And it's because we as human beings are, are tribe-like, you know, creatures, right? Uh, you know, since the, the ancestry of our, of our you know, um, indigenous uh, ancestors, you know, we were a part of a tribe. We were a part of a community. And, and we want to feel like we are a part of, of something, you know. And I know with Life as a Gringo, I think we have an incredible community here of, of people who listen to this, and I'm looking to expand it. Um, I think that you know, even beyond that in your personal life, you know, one thing that I've always sort of taken for granted and, and uh, I'm not proud of it is friendships. You know, I've always put my career first and I've been terrible at managing friendships. And, you know, it's something that I recognize I need, you know, and it's something that I recognize that I've felt like it was lacking, you know, and uh, I, I keep falling off the wagon with staying in touch with my friends. And I, I hate to say that, but you know, this is like a good way to hold the mirror up to myself and a reminder to be better today. Um, but I know that I was feeling that towards the end of this last summer and I made it an effort to like reconnect with some of my, my you know, uh, oldest friends. And it felt amazing to kind of have that connection again, that sense of community again, you know. Um, and, and of course, I'm, I'm lucky that I have uh, my girlfriend. I'm in a relationship where, you know, um, you know, I have somebody that I connect with on a deep level and, and provides me with that. But I think you know, you can't rely on your significant other for everything, right? I don't think that it's it's healthy for either one of you. So um, that's my sort of recognition of, 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 you know, my community around my career and my interest has been incredible. But at the same time, I need to have people in my life that I can just shoot the shit with. And it doesn't have to do with anything necessarily too serious. 
Um, and these are just people I get to connect with in, in person. I think that that's still an essential thing. As much as I believe in like the digital age and I've embraced it and love sort of being in my own cave to a degree, I, I've recognized that, you know, that physical connection with, with friends and, and, you know, being around them um, is, is really so important and such a beautiful thing. Now, the next thing that I have on the list is playtime is essential weekly if possible more and this is something i took away when i did my my personal growth retreat the hoffman process and this is one thing they implement not giving away too much of it for anybody who wants to go through this but one of the final things they do is is give you this sort of playtime right and they try to tap into your inner child and i can just remember you know at the end of the day you know, sort of laying down and feeling the best I had felt in years, maybe ever. I don't know. It it was a crazy, obviously, week of growth and things like that. But like tapping into that playtime, I felt like I reconnected with a part of myself that I had lost a long time ago. You know, I have this vision of myself as a little kid, um, very outgoing and and uh, sort of, you know, the the life of the party as a little kid, you know, and and somewhere along the way, I began to develop, you know, insecurities and began to get very shy in front of crowds and things like that. And my goal when I went to the Hoffman process was kind of to reconnect with that kid. And I remember laying there after kind of this play day that we had and, and feeling, man, like I've, I've found him, you know, and it was just an incredible feeling. And I think, again, you know, for me as somebody who's always been goal and career driven, I've sort of thought of the idea of, of fun and play and recreation as sort of something that happens, you know, kind of with whatever random free time I may have, but but it's not a priority, right? And what I, I realize is that, you know, it is actually something I need to make a priority because again, it's one of those things that the relief it gives me, the good feelings that it gives me actually make me better for every other part of my life. And even as adults, you know, we need to have that same playtime we had as kids, right? I think that society tells us we have to sort of grow up and that things are childish and, and this, that, and the third. But I don't, I don't think that's a healthy mentality. I think that, you know, again, it's kind of the wisdom of children and, and they've got it figured out. Like, that's why they're, you know, for the most part, happy and, and, and you know, are living sort of their best life because they have, you know, the essentials figured out. They're, they're, they're doing what's important, what they're feeling. And I think all of us need that time to play, to be silly, to have fun. And as adults, it's easy to, to sort of view that as, as not important. But I, I think, you know, what I've recognized for my life on this journey with mental health and, and this journey of optimization and things like that, like, it's essential. Just like that idea of time off and breaks, like, playtime is essential. Being silly, being you know, uh, stupid, doing things that you enjoy that, that have no real value aside from the fact that they make you happy. Like those things are are really essential to your life and, and you have to implement them if you truly want to give yourself that fulfilled feeling, you know? And, and as I'm reading these things, you know, if you're, if you're sort of like me, who somebody who battles depression or anxiety, you know, begin to, to think to yourself, like which of these things am I regularly doing and which of them am I not? Because I'm I'm mentally going through like my my like sort of last few months or, or whatever, and as I'm reading this, I'm like, fuck! Like, no wonder my mental health has been 
such a roller coaster ride. Like I'm slacking on so many of these things, right? Like uh, I'm almost ashamed to admit that, you know, I've been uh, probably man, not doing more than I've been doing, if that makes sense. Like like the, the stuff on this list that I have been regularly doing is far less than the, the stuff that I haven't been doing. Um, and and playtime, it's like a very obvious thing. Like, yeah, no wonder you're feeling off because you're not taking the time to like do things outside of your job, outside of work um, that, that bring you joy. And let's see, um, another one that I wrote down here was play money is a part of building wealth, right? And I want to dive into this a little bit where I know for a lot of us, money is a very sensitive issue. I have a lot of money trauma that I'm struggling with, you know, till this day, uh, the fear of losing money, the, man, the, the idea that I'm wasting money, uh, the idea that I can't spend any money if I actually want to build wealth and, and generational wealth, which is the goal, and the fear that every time I spend a dollar, I'm taking myself further and further away from that goal. But what I kind of realized, you know, with with my 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 life coach and, and other people in my life again, that in order to to really stay on your goals and to to stay disciplined, like you have to have some sort of relief from it as well. You can't be miserable all the time. Right. It, it, it's kind of like being on the world's worst diet where you can't eat anything like, yeah, maybe you're going to reach your goal of a certain weight or or a certain physical um you know appearance but like you're also not living a life that you're enjoying right uh, unless you're doing this professionally like that's your your job is bodybuilding whatever it is like there's no real you know joyous outcome aside from from the physical you know there has to be some sort of balance there and i think in the same way of 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 you know when it comes to your your diet and health and things like that like Building wealth is a part of that as well. You know, if you don't allow yourself to enjoy the fruits of your labor at times, like it's going to be really miserable while you're on this journey of saving money and trying to make money. You know, you have to, um, you know, responsibly allow yourself to to enjoy it. And that's something I had to remind myself of as well. Don't don't guilt yourself because you decided to take a, a vacation that year, you know. That that all of a sudden, oh my God, I can't believe I took a vacation now. I'm like a thousand dollars um you know, less money than I had before or whatever it is. You know, the, the reality is, again, it's like that time off, that break is essential. And and having the ability to spend some of that money and, and realize, oh, man, like, you know, this is what I'm working for. It's the ability to do this more often. It's the ability to do this on a bigger level to experience more. Right. And I think that that's always a good reminder of like why you're struck, why you're you know being so disciplined, why you're working so hard. And that's why the idea of play money being an essential part of, of building wealth is something I added to this list. Now, I have a few other things I want to get into, but I'm thinking now's a good time to take a quick break. So we'll do that and then we'll be right back. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there. 
I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura podcast network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. All right, we are back, and I'm reading from my success recipe. Again, this is my list. I think I want you to take from it what makes sense for you, you know, add things to your own list, whatever it is. And I have this in the notes of my, my iPhone. So, like, I want you to kind of do the same thing, you know, when this episode is over, whatever it is. Think about what's essential to making you happy. Now, I want to read a few more things I have on this list that I think have been really incredible for me and a reminder of what's important and what I need to do to, to stay healthy mentally, you know? And another thing I have on this list is deep, passionate, and vulnerable conversations and check-ins are energizing and needed weekly, if not more. And this is something, again, I've been kind of slacking at a bit, but I wrote this down because I've noticed that, you know, when my, my girlfriend and I get into these really just like passionate conversations and are really vulnerable and, and are like, analyzing the shit out of things and especially when i was kind of having a bit of that breakthrough when it came to like the trauma loop that was something that was really impactful for me um you know we were were just having a lot of conversations about our own stories and trying to analyze and figure things out and like i felt energized after those conversations i felt really good about them and they they pushed me to reflecting on on different aspects of my life and being present and and i think you know having somebody that you can have really incredible conversation that challenges you to think that also gives you a safe space to express yourself fully and and uh you know is non-judgmental i think is incredibly important and again for me it's been really energizing and uh it's definitely something i, I need to you know create uh man some space for again and make a priority now next thing i said uh on this list is not all conversations need immediacy Create a system to table thoughts and then address when you have the headspace. So this is uh, the the idea that like, you know, oftentimes people in our lives or, or even our, ourselves sometimes like they get this idea in their head. And they feel like they have to share it with you now. We have to have this conversation now. And and I think the, the reality is like, no, you don't have to have this conversation now. Right. 
we're all adults. We all should be able to control ourselves and, and understand that if now is not a good time to talk to this other person, you know, we should be able to table the conversation for when is a, a, a better place. Right. And for me, I've always had an issue with like telling people, no, I'm, I'm, I've been a bit of a, a people pleaser. So I'll like interrupt my flow state to have a conversation or, you know, I'll I'll stop what I'm doing or or I'll tell somebody, yeah, I have the space to talk about this, even when I know I'm not in a mentally great place or I have a really crazy day, but I'm, I'm trying to please everybody. And I've been trying to get better at this. And it's not in a rude way. It is not in um, a not caring way, not having empathy. Of course, there are going to be dire circumstances. You just need to be there for somebody and that needs to trump everything. But generally speaking, not all conversations need that immediacy. You know, if I'm on, you know, uh, a, a really man strict deadline and I know that if I don't hit it, I'm going to be feeling really bad about myself. I'm going to be feeling even more anxious. Then I need to say, hey, I ha don't have space for anything right now. Let me finish this and then we can, you know, talk about it. I'll get back to you. Or if I'm in just like on, on one, if I'm in a zone and I'm just like fucking crushing something and I'm really into it, then I need to kind of make space for that. Just like I said with the flow state, like, I'm on do not disturb. Sorry, don't bother me for the next hour, hour and a half, like unless it is an emergency, you know, anything else can wait. And being comfortable telling people that in your life and, and making that space, I think, is essential for not letting the outside world sort of uh, dump its shit on you and derail you from what you know is important for you. Now, the next thing is is daily meditation practice to touch base with your feelings, follow up with journaling or conversation with someone you trust. And I've fallen off the wagon with this a little bit, but I know that when I'm doing this regularly, I feel really good about it. And I try to do it every morning. My my life coach has also said that, you know, if there's a day where you just don't feel like doing it and there's something else burning in your brain, as important as meditation is and, and, and journaling and all that kind of stuff, like you also don't want to just sit there and, and you know, uh, force yourself to do something when you don't have the mind for it that day, right? When your your body is bringing you somewhere else and you're going to end up like killing the energy that you have towards something else just to try and stay in the strict routine. So that's been something I've trying to, been trying to remind myself of. But generally speaking, you know, having a daily meditation practice, you know, I usually do like 10 to 15 minutes, uh, sometimes a guided meditation. Sometimes I'll do the binaural, um, you know, beats, the, the sounds, and then journaling after and kind of like just getting ideas and thoughts out of my head and whatever's, you know, on my mind freely journaling, not with the intention of ever reading it back necessarily, but just like doing a mind dump essentially and, and putting it out there. And then, you know, at times if I write something or, or think of something that I think I really want to expound upon that I find to be interesting, that I think could be beneficial, I'll, I'll have a conversation with someone I trust, you know, usually my, my girlfriend and kind of be like, hey, I was stewing on this, you know, what do you kind of think of this idea? And, and we'll kind of maybe dissect what I'm feeling or what I've been trying to, to work through. Uh, and another thing I said is, if your mind is hyper-focused on a task or idea, address it, then return to the present moment. So this is kind of what I was talking about meditation, where it's like if you wake up and you are just fucking like on it, you are inspired, you are energized towards a specific task or something, like go take care of it. Don't feel like you have to um, sit here and stick to this strict routine. Or, or you know, sometimes if you are, you know, um, my, my life coach brought this up. Sometimes if he's having trouble sleeping and he's like, just obsessing over an idea for him it's better just get out of bed if it's three in the morning go work on that idea and just kind of get that energy out and then go back to bed but you know stop trying to fight against what your mind is naturally wanting to do you know obviously within reason and obviously if it's something positive and 
even, you know, again, when you interact with people in your life, like if you're sitting there watching TV with your significant other or, or whomever, you know, and your mind is just like, man, I'm so focused on this one task. I just, you know, I can't stop thinking about it. You know, sharing that with whomever you're with and saying like, hey, can I go take 30 minutes? You know, I know we're spending some time together, but my mind is all over the place. If I could take 30 minutes to go knock this task out, I know that I'll feel a lot better. I'll be able to kind of just be present and be here in the moment. And generally speaking, anybody who loves you is going to be okay with that. And and again, that's putting yourself first. That's putting, you know, your your own uh, man, your own health as a as a priority and and understanding again, like what makes you tick and what is going to bring out the best version of yourself. None of us want to be in a state of mind where we can never be present and be enjoying the the moment with the people that we love, right? So in order to sometimes get to that place where we can be giving them the best version of ourselves, we have to understand what sort of hacks we need to do. Uh, what we need to take care of mentally in order to to then be able to sit down calmly and give again the them the best version of ourselves and sometimes that is just taking care of that task that's burning in your mind um, or scratching that itch whatever it might be now this one is obvious it's physical movement daily i've been fucking terrible at this i just get so caught up in my schedule that i don't have time to work out or whatever it is especially now it's cold as fuck here in new jersey uh, so it's easy to make an excuse that I'm not going to go for a walk or ride my bike or whatever it is. Um, but it's something I'm trying to remind myself of physical movement daily is you know important, not only for your body, but your mental health, you know, the, um, dopamine that it releases all of the above. Now we're getting towards the end here of a few things, uh, left on this list, but daily mindful, quiet, or still time spent in nature or outside. And of course, as I'm talking about that, it's freezing over here. So it's difficult to do, but I've also been trying to make it a point to, you know, if I go walk my dog, um, you know, and, and I'm better at this at times than others, but, you know, walking my dog, not bringing my AirPods, you know, not listening to like a book or a podcast, but instead just like getting lost in my surroundings, paying attention to the sights, the sounds, you know, being still and and just uh, allowing myself to be quiet and get lost in whatever ideas might be running through my head and 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 just kind of working through them and thinking about them. And sometimes some of my best like ideas for creation come from just those quiet times, that quiet walk or quietly sitting in the backyard as my dog is running around, you know, is, is I think really, really important. And especially in a world where there's so much noise, social media is noise, there's podcasts, there's books, we're hyper-connected, you know, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, you can connect your device to listen to something and to watch something, whatever it is. And Sometimes it's best to just kind of turn all that stuff off and just listen to yourself for a little bit. And it's good to do this, I think, in the middle of the day, you know, to kind of like take a break from work or whatever it is that you're doing and just have that calm, that that still time in, in nature. I also say clean space, clear mind. This is something that my relationship has has brought up to me and reminded me of. And it's true. You know, I'm somebody who I'm a bit messy just because I'm always moving around and doing different things. I don't have time to create systems and stuff like that. And then I end up, you know, living a life that's a bit frustrating, right? I'm looking for my, I don't know, my headphones and I can't find them because my place is a fucking mess. And then I'm getting frustrated. And then I'm trying to, you know, find a USB cable because I want to like plug in my uh, keyboard because I want to like work on an idea I had for, you know, whatever, a song that I want to do for fun. And then that turns into, this whole frustrating journey just to be able to sit down and work on this thing, right? And, and it's because I didn't create a system that I kept my stuff organized. And 
even just, you know, I noticed in my home, like the days that it's clean and organized, I walk in there and it feels calm. I feel a sense of, of relief. I feel a noticeable change in myself. And, uh, you know, it, it's definitely something I'm, I'm realizing as I get older, like, wow, this has a real impact in, in my mood and how I carry myself throughout the day. And I'm trying to do the same thing in my studio. You know, it's it's hard because I'm constantly creating things and moving around to different spaces and utilizing different spaces. But I've been trying to keep that up because I know the feeling of when I walk into my studio in the morning and it's clean and everything's in its place. And I just appreciate it that much more. And I'm that much more inspired and energized to do things, you know, and I'm not fumbling over, you know, having to move something just so I can sit down at my desk and, and you know, work on my computer and Again, that like barrier to entry is always the worst. Like it's always why a lot of people talk about productivity hacks, like for content creators, let's say, like have your camera and lighting always set up so that you literally just have to turn it on and you can start recording, right? It, it cuts away that time that you can have that self-doubt of like, oh, I don't feel like setting this up right now. Um, you know, I'm, I'm too tired. I'll do it later type of thing, you know, like whatever, whatever you can do to optimize and create the path of least resistance towards the things that you're trying to accomplish, I think is always a, a good idea. And a clean space is a part of that. And the last thing I'll, uh, I'll, I'll have on this list is ironically, as I read off my phone, but um, have a weekly social media Sabbath. So for me, Sundays, I don't go on social media. And it's a little, a little change. But you know, I, I've, I've noticed uh, it being, you know, incredibly beneficial. I'm, you know, not as concerned with what the hell is going on, you know, when, uh, you know, in the world or, or, uh, I'm not like as obsessed with having my phone by me on a Sunday, you know, I'm a little bit more present to what's going on around me. You know, I'll, I'll sort of recognize like, Oh man, I just like spent two hours and I didn't even like know where my phone was and that's okay. Right. I I know this sounds like simple and, and something stupid, but like social media, particularly because of what I do, but I think for any of us in, in the era that we're living in is a huge part of our everyday lives. And, you know, it's incredibly beneficial. I love it, you know, because I think it provides so much opportunity, but it also, again, is so much fucking noise, you know, and and it's easy to just, you know, get lost in it and and sort of blank out and 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 not be present to what you have in front of you and to sort of just space out and detach from from the world. And that's, you know, not a life that I want to live. I'm, I have problems being present. I have problems with not detaching in general. So social media is just a really easy way for me to do that. So I try to be really mindful of that I would love to be able to do it a little bit more. Um, but it is tough with, you know, work stuff. And maybe that's just an excuse. But definitely at least one day a week, I, I try to do Sundays where I don't look at my social media at all. I have limited phone use and I'm just like in in my present life, my regular life, just trying to enjoy it and be as present as humanly possible. Now, that's my success recipe it was a little bit lengthy. But again, that that's for me. And as I read it, as I as I kind of mentioned, like I'm realizing that I've fallen off the wagon big time with with staying consistent on those things. So I, I love that I have brought it to the table and it's been a great reminder for me. And I hope that, you know, when you finish this episode, I, and I suggest that you try to write up your own success recipe, you know, maybe take some of the things that I talk about that were helpful, add it to your list, you know, and then create things that, that make sense for, for you. And I'll kind of table that real quick. So we'll, we'll, we'll kind of talk a bit more about that in our conclusion, Stu. But first, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. 
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tudor Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tudor shows wherever you get your podcasts. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar 20 en español.com. All right, so picking up where we, we left off, you know, again, I challenge you when you're done with this podcast, you know, you have the notes app in your phone, whatever it might be, you want to write it down. Start thinking about what you can do to optimize your own mental health, your physical health, your, your everyday life, you know, uh, what, what recipe do you think makes sense for you that would bring you the most amount of happiness and fulfillment on a regular basis, you know, would would help you offset if you suffer from depression, or anxiety like I do, you know, think about those those different things. And again, you know, you you tweak it as needed, right? You know, try it out for for a week, try hitting some of those goals, those milestones that you have for yourself and start off slow. Don't don't bombard yourself with a ton of shit and then like be mad at yourself that you couldn't uh, fulfill this success recipe. Uh, you know, that you had for yourself that week, like, you know, start slow and start seeing what has a real positive effect for you, what has a positive effect on you. Um, there are obviously a number of different things or different studies. I know there was one study that I read where they talk about every human being needs like 90 minutes a day of, of creative time and, and just like getting lost, essentially that flow state time. So just something to keep in mind that is kind of an essential thing, just like, you know, um, doing something physical every day, be it walking, exercising, whatever it is. Those are kind of the essentials, but then also kind of work around what makes sense for you 
in particular, you personally, you know, what are you sort of lacking? Uh, it, it really is just kind of listening to yourself a bit more and then trying some stuff and noticing, oh, wow, I like, I, I felt really good that day when I did this task, you know, when I uh, did this part of my, my recipe. That's something I want to implement on a daily basis or a weekly basis. That energized me. Like, figure out the things that are energizing you that you can easily implement into your regular life to, to kind of hack, you know, the, the negative things that come up in our brains, in our minds, inevitably, right? I think that's a big part of, of mental health. It is a big part of kind of the trauma that we've all gone through in our lives and like how they replay as loops, you know, in our heads. And again, our, our minds are always looking for some sort of issue to solve, you know. Um, that's just the nature of, of the way that they work. So it's kind of the idea of like, you know, uh, in idle hands are, are uh, the devil or something. I can't remember how the fuck that goes. But it, it's the idea that if you're sitting around with nothing to do, issues are going to be created your mind is going to create some sort of issue to solve right so i i think this is sort of the way to hack that where you're giving yourself tasks that need to be solved and it you know kind of gives your mind less time to roam around in that negative space of of where it's going to be looking for things for you to be upset about or reminding you of things that you should be upset about or that have happened to you that um you know you need to live with and this isn't me trying to tell you to just ignore all your feelings and things like that. But I think there is like a healthy point of, you know, understanding what you're feeling or reliving past things. And then there also gets to be this really just toxic point of you're just punishing yourself for past mistakes or past experiences. And even though you recognize that, you know, they aren't your fault or you've worked through them, and you've forgiven the people, you know, you're you're not you're just reliving the same emotions, you know, at that point, because your mind is automatically going back to those feelings, because it's like, again, a loop, it's 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 a muscle memory thing. So, you know, by giving your mind a new task to achieve, uh, by by giving it, you know, these, uh, these, these sort of list of things that bring it joy and, and give you that dopamine and those feelings of fulfillment, you know, I think that it offsets the time that your mind has to run away with itself and, and create issues that it doesn't need to or, or that aren't really there anymore. Now, I hope that made sense for y'all. Uh, let me know. Let me know. I always love hearing from y'all at DJ Dramos on, on Instagram. I love hearing if this stuff makes sense for you. I appreciate everybody who DMs me and lets me know that a certain episode, you know, made a lot of sense for them or impacted them in a great way. So I love hearing that kind of stuff. Any questions, you can always hit me up as well. But uh, but man, I have to get back on my wagon and my success recipe. And I definitely challenge you to to create one for yourself and, and do your best to to stick with it gamify it like rob deerdeck says where maybe you uh at the end of every week you you can check off all the tasks that you did or didn't do and like try and top yourself each week right if i did eight out of ten you know i'm at 80 percent. i want to get to 90 percent next week and and then see okay i got to 100 percent. how many weeks in a row can i do this you know gamify it in a way that that keeps you motivated to want to do it and actually that's a, a a suggestion i just came up with that i'm going to keep for myself um that I'm going to do moving forward to gamify. How can I how can I do this uh, on a regular basis and, and hack my mind into being obsessed with with doing it? And man, yeah, that's that's gamifying the brain, brain hacking, and all these different things that we we talk about, we hear about, uh, you know, in this world is just kind of tricking your brain into to happiness because that that's kind of the way it goes. Happiness again is something you have to work towards and constantly work towards and consistently work towards. And I think these, this idea of a success recipe is a, a really good way to, to kind of achieve that. 
Now, with that said, thank y'all so much for listening to today's episode. Again, check out my new podcast, The Street Stoic, wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are, man, a fan of this podcast, like, subscribe, comment, leave us a good review. All that stuff helps out. And uh, I'll catch y'all on Thursday for our Thursday Trends episode. So then, stay safe. I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.